0: Thank you to Pelgrane Press for granting permission to use the swords of the Serpentine setting and the Eversync name for this actual play. And welcome to Blades of Eversink, our story-heavy, rules-light, gumshoe actual play. And now, your GM, Wes Otis.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Blades of Eversink, our new Swords of the Serpentine gumshoe game that we are starting today. We have some wonderful players. Let's start with Pooja.
2: Hello, I am Pooja and I am playing Jaya, a thief with uh, a... just bored of life, really. (laughs) 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 Like, let's be real. She has been there. She has seen that.
1: How I have to ask because you said she's been there, she's seen that. How old is she actually, though?
2: <laughs> um, she is two years younger than her brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, that's a very, very political answer right there. <laughs> I like it. So then let's go to the brother, Jay. Uh.
3: <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Jay, and today I'm playing Apgar called the Raven because. He's like that. (laughs) And he loves life and drinking and stabbing people with the pointy end. And he is two years older than his sister Jaya. (laughs) Saint?
4: Hi. So you can just call me Saint. Full name is uh, Saint Spider. And I am playing a melancholy sorcerer named Ilaria Udinese and she is just searching for a place to belong. It's been a long, long journey. And how old is she? Well, didn't think about that until right now, but I'd have to say that she's (laughs) probably approaching uh, 30. Michelle? Hey, I am playing Harold Sorin. He is a
0: priest of the Church of Denari. So instead of, you know, Father it's Harold. Uh all all priests and priestesses are called Harold. Um and he's a little older and he he enjoys a little bit of drink and he enjoys a lot of song and he loves to laugh but also don't cross him cuz he's kind of the warrior priest type and he fights for truth justice in the Eversink way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's nighttime in Eversink. It's a city of canals, commerce, and sinking buildings. Denari, the goddess of trade, coin, commerce, and civilization, protects this city. She is this city. You walk among her when you walk the streets. You see her in every building, and every swan statue that you pass is a reflection of her. The moon hangs in the air, illuminating the street and waterways below. Apgar... You find yourself in Iron Cross. Iron Cross is the governmental hub of the city. You're in a dead end with your client behind you, Tino, pushed up against the wall. And in front of you are five Vero goons staring at you from the darkness with murderous contempt. Are they after you
3: or your client? They're after my client. This was his main concern. He had engaged me to escort him from the gambling den we were both in. We had been playing cards. I lost terribly. He won mightily and attracted the attention of several unsavory types in this gambling den. He's a bit more, I'm going to call that his winnings were beginner's luck and that he's a bit more of a neophyte to this world And as he cashed in his chips and received a very big, fat purse of gold coins, I noticed the eyes sort of eyeing him as he was on his way out. And, well, he hired me, but I impressed upon him that he might need some assistance for a share of that coin. And sure enough, we were followed and are now in this situation. All right, great. Well, these men are
1: from the Vero family. They are not actually part of the family they're mercenaries who the family hires and they are all dressed in basically mook gear they've got on black leather and swords and everything else they they look like mercenaries which is not as professional as you And they lunge forward. Now, here's how this works. Usually, if everybody was in combat, whoever goes first then says, I pick Jaya to go next. And then Jaya would go. And so that's basically you guys get to pick the flow of the combat. But in this case, because it's you and I, I'm going to say that they lunge forward as they're coming
3: down this alleyway towards you. How do you respond? Well, I draw my sword, Swift Wind, my family rapier, and I take up a fighting stance. One of them lunges towards you and tries to hitch
1: your sword arm. He barely nicks you. I would like to stab him. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He cut my shirt. (laughs) So we're gonna use warfare for that. Like Fear Itself or other gumshoe games, You're going to roll a six-sided die. You get to add points from your warfare pool. Unlike fear itself, I'm going to tell you what you need to roll. You need to get a four to be able to hit. Got it. This is not a horror show, so we don't have to worry about making you guys be on edge (laughs) all the time.
3: (laughs) Thank God. So the
2: point of the game is not for you all to die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The opposite of that, actually you also can spend investigation points to do more damage if you want and hit more people. Mm-hmm. So you basically inflict one D 16 points damage. You can boost your damage by one die or more by spending investigation points and you'll get
3: bonus points as we go through. Uh, so how do you want to do this? Since we're in an alley and I'd like to impress this guy, I'm going to take one point for my warfare leaving me with eight and one point from ridiculous luck so i'm going to add two points to what will hopefully be a very good roll it's not a very good roll but it's good enough Uh, it gives me three on the dice okay so with the point you spent from your pool you now have
1: a four you succeeded so you're going to do one d6 points damage and then because you spent a investigation point you get another d6 so roll that that is a total of five points You square up against this guy. Uh, He cuts your your shirt. That is my good shirt. It was your good shirt. And you use ridiculous luck. So what I'm going to say is you somehow hit all four of these people.
3: Tell me how you do that. Very deftly and quickly. Fencing style, just slashing Zorro-esque across all four of them and then turn to the last one with my, my rapier pointed right at his throat.
1: Okay, so the last one you attacked has his back towards the street, and you hear the four people behind you fall to the ground. And he has these big wide eyes, and he goes sorry to bother you, sir, and runs as quickly
3: as he can away from you, because you have damaged his morale so much. As he runs, I tell him, and that's what happens when you mess with the raven. Branding, people, branding. You know, he's pretty far. He goes, I'll note that.
1: (laughs) You turn around, and your client is very shaken and walks up to you and says, I'm so glad I, I hired you here. Take this bonus. And uh, my house is not far from here so just note down on you know somewhere that you have two wealth now he gives you a good amount of gold for saving his bacon i like that all right i
3: like gold so i can go back and spend that immediately
1: <laughs> and that's yeah that's another part <laughs> of the game you you basically act like it's never gonna go away yep jaya You are running across the rooftops of the Temple Market District. It's a place where churches and commerce collided. What did you steal? And roll me a D6 to tell me how many City Watch are on your tail. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, I have three City Watch on my tail. Okay. (laughs) And I stole, you know, it wasn't a very important relic, but like it was, it was actually pretty. And I find so few things like unique and pretty nowadays. So obviously I deserved it more than that church did.
1: All right. So you're running and you're like, this is such a small item. Why are they chasing you? Why, it doesn't make any sense. And you quickly just glance down to your bag where the relic is. And that is when you realize that you have stolen a very small jewel encrusted funerary statue stealing one's a huge criminal act because you're taking a family's relative and they're connected to that statue like the the spirit is connected to that statue but it is very pretty very very pretty so how do you get away from the city watch so
2: as i run across the rooftops i am going to i'm gonna pick a rooftop like towards the more residential zone that has someone's laundry being hung to dry outside of it. Because obviously their eldest child did not want to bring the laundry in, so they just left it overnight. So I'm going to duck in between the oh so convenient sheets and disappear.
1: Now this sounds like a stealth roll for sure. I'm going to say that it's a little bit more difficult. I'm going to say that it's like a six to beat this because these guys are on you and... They're being paid by the family that you just stole their loved one from, so they're really interested in making sure they get that statue back.
2: So I can use my stealth
1: points, like in... You can use your stealth points. You can also, I believe, use Skullduggery as a a boost if you want.
2: Can I do both or just one?
1: Sure, both, yeah, that's fine.
2: Okay, I'm gonna go for two from stealth and one from Skullduggery.
1: And see, basically what it does is if you make the roll, Uh, something extra cool will happen because you spent that skullduggery, basically. That's a seven. Okay, great, cool. So you vanish. Where'd she go? As they run past. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough. And you take another look in your pouch and you realize that along with the statue that you had gotten, uh, there was a delicate... Necklace that had been draped over the statue, and you're pretty good at knowing what you've gotten. So you realize that that necklace—you're uh, not sure about the statue because that's that's hard to move a funerary statue. You can do it, but it's gonna—it's gonna take another scene of role playing.
2: <laughs> it's so much effort, and like—is it worth it?
1: Mm. Yeah, you might just want to keep it. Who knows? But the necklace is definitely worth some coin. So just note down that you have two wealth, okay? Okay. All right. Soren, you've been called to a pleasure house in Harbor's Approach to help with an emergency. When you arrive, you find a young comfort man dead. His client, an older woman named Gloria, a priestess who you know, she's a friend of yours, is in the corner crying. He has blue foam coming out of his mouth. When you examine him, you find that there's a piece of paper shoved in his throat. What does it say? Wow, you're really putting me on the spot, aren't you?
0: Okay, so um, actually it doesn't say anything. It just has a symbol on it. What does the symbol look like? The artist formerly known as Prince. I I was just going (laughs) to
2: say... (laughs)
0: It's it's an unpronounceable symbol. Um, (laughs) The symbol is, it's a circle with a straight line through the bottom half of it, kind of like a lollipop looking type thing. And then, yeah, I think that's it. It's just a circle and then a little
1: line through the bottom half of it. Okay, so the owner's at the door and she is not very happy about the situation. So she's pacing by the door and kind of looking in and your friend, Gloria's over crying in the corner, kind of uncontrollable, like just emotion coming out of her. And the, the owner says, look, uh, we need to move this body out of here before the city watch comes by. I don't want my permit, you know, rejected. So, uh, what do we need to do to, to make this all go away? Well, this this man had a family, yes? I don't know. Maybe. Look, that doesn't matter right now. What matters is that the living keep on living. So let's uh, let's figure this out quick, okay? I mean, I'll make it worth your while.
0: I don't make bodies disappear, but I will say let's take him to a back room for now
1: so we can figure out what happened. Uh, All right, all right, fine. I'll I'll get a couple of of people to to help out. So what do you say to Gloria?
0: I just like put my arm around her, you know, and kind of help her up so we can go talk somewhere. Because I don't want to talk in front of this
1: dude. (laughs) oh no it's it's a it's a woman oh don't let the callousness and and inhumanity make you think that it's a man no it's it's a woman (laughs) (laughs) okay I
0: don't want to talk in front of this woman so I take Harold Gloria
1: to another room uh where we can talk privately you can't let anyone know this this is terrible I don't know okay okay start from the beginning what happened we were having a lovely session. Mm-hmm. Things were going the right way, and then suddenly he started to convulse, and that stuff came out of his mouth. And I tried to clear his airway, and then he just died. It was it was all sudden. I mean, I don't know how how that paper got there. I I don't understand. Did he have anything to eat or drink before your session? No, I, I came in and and he was he was just standing there. So I don't know if he had or not. Hmm. This has to be some sort of sorcery. There's no other way. It's what it looks like. The question is: is it is it to get me in trouble, or did the boy have uh, an enemy somewhere,
0: or is it to get the brothel proprietor in trouble?
1: I don't know, but. I don't know what to do. We're taught to to be truthful in all matters, except for maybe commerce. So I'm not sure which way to go with this. I need your guidance. Well,
0: yes, I, I'm not in the business of hiding bodies, but I am in the business of helping a friend. I think we need to find out what this symbol is, where it comes from, uh, but for now, let's get you back to your house. And I'm gonna try and escort her out the back door and through the back alleys to get her home.
1: Okay, so as you're heading out, the, the proprietor walks up and she says, I appreciate your discretion in this matter. I will, of course, be calling the city watch and saying that there was just an, an accident. And as she's saying this, She's passing a bag of coin into your hand and says, uh, for a blessing on our house. Mm -hmm.
0: Before I accept uh, your tithe, (laughs) I want to ask you who might wish to harm you or your business.
1: It's a very competitive business. And so there are a few people that come to mind. Uh, I know for a fact that the church hasn't been looking upon us very favorably lately because of the new zeal that's going through the city. That is why I'm hoping to get more of a blessing, as it were.
0: Well, the church's displeasure with you has less to do with the nature of your business and more to do
1: with how you tend to treat your employees. I mean, they get fed. That's something, right? I mean, I I give them copper. They can feed themselves, but I give them free food. That should be something. Do you even,
0: do you even know this this young man's name?
1: I think it was Anton or something. I, honestly, we get so many people in and out of here. Our business is set up on freelancers, and so we don't really have employees that come in and out. Look, the church
0: doesn't care about the nature of your business. But it does care that you're not acting in Denari's compassion. And you need to be more compassionate and treat your workers as human beings,
1: not as throwaway commodities. Of course, of course. I, I will I will do my best. And she shoves the coin purse into your hands and walks away awkwardly. You're not sure you saved a soul there. No. But I will be checking on her every once in a while. Okay, all right. <laughs> and if it hit, if the uh, freelance thing hit home, we all know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, cutting cutting their hours right before they access healthcare.
1: <laughs> exactly, Alaria. You wake up in a hut somewhere in Sag Harbor. You can smell the swamp all around you. For a moment your thoughts are your own, but then you hear it, the voice of Yulty, your ghost. We must find your friends and warn them of the storm. You look outside of the hut and you see a sky filling with black clouds rolling in from the south. Huge streaks of lightning illuminate the sky. You can see something in the chaos. What is it and how does it make you feel?
4: As I'm looking, I feel the charges in the air, lightning that hasn't struck the ground yet. And as I'm looking through, I feel that the charge and the sense of foreboding get stronger and stronger as I meet the horizon. And I can't see with my physical eyes, but I, there's something that matches that ghostly stalker of mine, but it's so much bigger like a large kind of pulsating almost open vein in the sky it's going off and branching off into distances i can't see but the thickest trunk of it is just beating beating and growing over our very fragile city your ghost says i don't know if you see the large heart in the sky but it seems
1: to be growing quickly and i'd like to go now so can we go um uh, we need to
4: I, I get the, uh, can I just get like five more minutes? I just, it's been maybe about two hours or maybe less. I, I, I feel it. I understand, but I just, I'm so tired, I'm so, uh,
1: Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet so you can get your, your, yourself together.
4: <sighs> just like a, just like five seconds of silence. Just, uh, just, two deep breaths and I'll be good, I swear. I can do five seconds, it's not a problem. Well, it's not, it's not working yet. We just, okay. let me know when you're gonna
1: start. Okay. All right, I'll start. I'm starting now. Uh, sure? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, okay. We're starting now. Oh man.
4: By this point, I can just hear that beating in the sky and then the slow, slow uh, crescendo of just, uh, let's say a minor key ringing sometimes it's a major key but today it's rough it's gonna be a minor key in the back of my head and i turn my attention internally uh towards my my friend for life and i'm just kind of staring at him giving him a side eye i'm just like is that necessary right now what am i doing i just i guess you're just being honestly it's 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 my bad i should be used to this by now
1: was that five seconds? Did I make it?
4: I, you know, we'll give it to you. Yeah, we'll totally give it to you. Oh.
1: I did my best. <laughs> so your friends, we should go find them before that thing gets here, whatever it is.
4: I'm nervous, but kind of musing internally. I want to ask my, my, my. <laughs> I have so many nicknames for him. My pest, uh, how much time do we have? Can you tell? I'm not its biographer.
1: I I don't got it. I don't have any idea. Not long. (laughs) I mean, it's getting a circulatory system right now. Who knows how long until it gets like a nervous system?
4: That's true. That's pretty worrisome. I only can hope that these friends of ours are near. Can I sense them?
1: Well, that sounds like a a sorcery role to me. Uh, You can spend some of your sorcery points to reach out and try to find your friends.
4: Perhaps I could use a prophecy point.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Prophecy is an investigation point, so that will give you a bonus to the cool effect that will happen when you reach out. So you're gonna spend a prophecy point and two sorcerer points.
4: Yes, and I got a two, but yes, made it.
1: (laughs) Excellent. So you add your two points to it, uh, you are, you know, that after a long day of doing whatever they do, they usually end up in the upper harbor because the harbor's like has a bunch of warehouses and all these different places. And then at night, once all the work is done, all these bars open up. So they're at the Red Pig. <laughs> awesome name. (laughs) Uh, You know that that's their usual hangout spot. It's the red pig. I should explain how this vision came to me, right? Sure. Yeah,
4: absolutely. So after that very enlightening conversation with my best friend, um, I take a moment and I just reach out and I feel that charge in the air that distracted me that was so strong. I push past it and I'm looking for the threads. I sense them as, as threads within the air, and they're kind of like scent trails. But in reality, it's remnants of, of people's bodies, the the trails of their skin and the trails of the, the oils and whatnot that they leave in the air, because um, it stands out so much from what is happening in the natural sh- swamp. So I can kind of follow it like a dog trail. <laughs> And I see that it leads to a very boisterous and very, very um, hmm, slovenly red pig. And I can almost get the echoes of of the amount of people, the kind of vibrations of sound and smell and you know definitely the oils of foods in their skin. It just kind of it's kind of This is a disgusting beacon of where I need to go that stands <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I open my eyes and I'm like, okay.
1: The voice in your head says, you're always so literal with that stuff. Ugh, I can't even eat anymore. That's, I don't even eat. And I don't want to hear that. Oh, all right. like, it's your fault. I'm like this. <laughs> all right. Everybody gets one bonus point back to whatever general skill you want to put it into for your pool. And before we jump to the Red Pig, I just want to go around and see if there's anything else anybody wants to do before you guys meet up. Uh, Let's start with Soren. Yeah,
0: I want to make sure that Harold Gloria gets back safely, and then I'm going to stop by the temple. I'm going to give the gold that I was just given to the temple and pray for Denari's blessing for that brothel, even though I know the owner is up to no
1: good. (laughs) The messenger mother walks over and says, I saw that you turned in a tithe, but I noticed you did not take your 10%.
0: This particular tithe, I, I don't feel comfortable taking my share. I would rather give it all to Denari.
1: We've spoken of this before. Part of her blessing is commerce and you need to spend that tithe to be able to be closer to her love. It's important that you take your 10%. Then then
0: I will messenger. Thank you for the reminder. Of course.
1: Have a good evening. Dinari be with you. And with you. She walks away. <laughs> what is Apgar doing before he heads over to the red pig?
3: Obviously, I need to change my shirt and drop it off at the seamstress. Have them repair it and it's just ruined but hopefully they can make it at least wearable again so i had to go home change freshen up because i can't be also seen in public in the same outfit twice in the same
0: day
1: (laughs) ridiculous there's got to be at least 10 days between each outfit exactly he keeps uh, it on a schedule. He's got a little
3: outfit a location, calendar. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a system, there's a very clear system. And so yeah, I had to freshen up and and then arrive at the Red Pig. Saint we we know what you were doing,
1: so you just go directly there. Sorcerers have different spheres going on that they use to power their magic. And Saint definitely used uh Flesh for that one uh, <laughs> to find you guys. Um, so that leads us to Jaya. What do you do?
2: So I'm, I'm going to, there was a lot of excitement, I guess, kind of. The City Watch seemed to be getting easier and easier to get away from every day. They weren't even trying. So uh, just meander my way back, like kind of, actually, you know what? I followed them for a little bit. Just for to see if I could find some amusement out of them. And then
1: <laughs> the cockiness of that alone deserves a roll. So <laughs> let's let's roll a stealth for sure.
2: Okay. I got a four.
1: Okay. So you yeah, you're able to follow them. They don't they don't notice you.
2: It's like they're not even trying.
1: They're not even trying.
2: I mean, it would be one thing if like They at least made it a little challenging, but now I'm just bored, so I go back to the red pig and the necklace is very pretty, but like not my style, but the statue, I might just keep, it is, it's, you know, the way the light glints off the rose quartz in the face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, honestly, it's, it's bejeweled, so... That's that's just like its own bank account. If you the dead don't really need all those jewels, and as long as you don't break the stone, you're thinking you'll be fine. Everything will be okay. I'm sure it'll be great. If you ever need it, it's there.
2: It's like it's like a security blanket that you can also cuddle up with at night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the time you get back to the red pig, the storm is full on hitting, and all of you have noticed the rhythmic nature of the wind flying through as if lungs were blowing the gales through the city. But inside the Red Pig is the warm center of life. People are crowded around a large fire, drinking, laughing, mostly commoners, working folk talking about the day. And the four of you are sitting around a table Kind of off to the side, all of Dungeons and Dragons. And the waitress, this guy, comes over and says, round of drinks, what do you what what is everybody having? I'll have a honeymead, please. Priest. Do you have a wine list? Fop. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do, here. And it's got two wines on it. <laughs> and they're named Red and White. <laughs> no, one's Red and one's Strawberry. <laughs> You're in the Red Pig. <laughs> I want to reiterate that. I
3: suppose I shall take a red wine. All right, red wine. All right.
4: I'll just have a glass of your saltiest water, please.
1: <laughs> Salt water. Okay. I will have the
2: smokiest liquor that you can bring me from the blackest glass.
1: Goth. (laughs) He says, all right, got your drinks. I'll be back in a moment. walks off. (laughs) Apgar, you realize when he goes over that there's these two big barrels, that one says red wine, one says strawberry. There's tubes going down. (laughs) To the same spigot, and they just turn it on and it comes out red.
3: (laughs) Why must we meet here? We do this every time, it is always a disaster. Why? Well,
4: I don't know. I I, I quite like the colors of that one.
3: (sighs) That is fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is fine.
4: Abgar, look
0: around you. Look around the tavern. It's the greatest tavern in the
2: world right now.
0: (laughs) 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 Look at the joy on the people's faces. This is why we're here. The
3: joviality, the
0: joviality,
3: the camaraderie. They've never had fine wine. They don't know what they're missing.
0: (sighs) And they're perfectly fine with that. So let them enjoy their bliss.
3: Fine. I don't have to. <laughs> I know what I'm missing.
4: Enjoy our company, then. Uh,
3: I suppose.
4: Honestly, you can describe to me the taste of wine. I've never had it in my life. Mm. Why don't you try it? Oh, no, no. The smell of alcohol. It's unseemly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this most definitely is unseemly. Trust me, if you smelled better than this, you would have a different appreciation, believe me.
1: At that point, your waiter comes over and looks you in the eye, Apgar, and says, it is time, and puts down the wine in front of you. And then, <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> Sets down the honey mead and, and then puts down a glass of water, takes up a salt shaker, puts a couple of shakes in it, says, there you go. And then Jaya, he puts down this black glass. He just carefully lights it, and and there's this little puff of, of smoke, and you hear spirits go, Ooh! and then it, <laughs> it, it goes, there you go. And uh, he walks away.
4: Oh, wow, this is quite fancier than I imagined. I figured they'd just go out to the bog in the back and throw a glass in there for me
3: essentially what they did for me, so <laughs>
1: it's, fine. it's at this point that you start to notice the storm outside. The winds are hitting the building, and every time there's a big strike of lightning, you can see a flash come through the cracks around the door and in the walls. Quite the storm brewing outside. Hmm. <sighs> it seems like
3: something we'll need to worry about.
2: I mean, there's no point in worrying. Oh, gosh there's nothing we can do to affect it anyway. So just, there's just no point to any of it.
3: Oh, Jaya, 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 Jaya.
4: While Jaya is waxing poetic, <laughs> <laughs> I just start to go slightly pale. It's apparent that I'm not really listening. And then uh, Laria... The salt water I had just consumed, we've noticed that it's starting to drip. Well, no one knows it's salty, but I do. And it's dripping back down my face in like mockery of sweat, even though it's not warm. And I'm just looking outside with each flash. There's kind of like more pulses of salty stress water coming down <laughs> my hairline, And I can hear the, the ringing in my ear just slowly pulsing with each of these long wind gusts. So it's very hard for me to hear what they're saying, but physically it's starting to
1: take a toll. Right then, the door comes open and four city Watch come in and they're kind of looking around. And when the doors open, you guys see through to the outside and you swear you see a completed form Far off in the distance, but incredibly tall, coming towards the shoreline. We'll say humanoid form, but definitely not a human. Walking in, and it looks like it's part of the storm. It looks like it's made out of clouds and lightning, and the door shuts, and the head city watch guy. And remember, you guys are kind of off to the side. And Jaya, you're in the darkest corner, because that's who you are. <laughs> One of them speaks up loudly. Everyone, quiet down. We're here looking for a thief who stole a very important artifact. Uh, we have believe that it's possible that she uh, might be here. If anyone sees someone with a funerary relic and lets us know, We will give them a good amount of gold for their information. And they start walking around the tavern. And that's also when you start feeling the earth shake just a little bit, as if giant footfalls are hitting the ground.
4: Ivaria starts breathing really hard and uh, with between pangs of of the ringing in her head, just like, funerary not it's not it can't be me and i grasp the the necklace that is of my shard from my statue from years ago but i recognize with each pulse that something feels very familiar like the energy
1: you're you're wrong it's not me i mean look i if they were looking for me they would have found you long ago but I mean, my statue is broken in half. I mean, by you, on accident, I get that, but why would they come after us here? Pull yourself together. You got salt water coming out of your forehead.
4: <laughs> <laughs> she starts slowly just kind of wiping. She's wearing a cloak, but it's like, it's still, it's very damp. they are gonna arrest you if you keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, she's <just> too damp. <laughs> it's like, I, okay, I realized.
1: Calm down, calm down. Breathe, remember, remember the exercises. Look, we're going to be all right.
4: Aisha, I thank you. You're you're right, if not completely annoying, as always.
1: Look, I don't want to go to jail. I can't get away from you. So if you go to jail, I go to jail. So I'm here to help.
4: Oh, well, then what's... What is this? What do I feel? It's... It's, uh... Panic. <laughs> it's panic. <laughs> It's so deep within my soul. What is...
1: While well, you're fearing whatever that is out in the storm, and you're freaking out because you're not used to social situations. It's all just... It's all too much. It's too much stimuli, so... Just calm. Calm down. You'll be okay. But we don't want to get arrested for not being the person. By the way, who do you think it is? There's got to be someone here.
4: <laughs> I'm trying with... In between each of my comforting breaths, I... I can you, you're so helpful. Can you help me? I, wh- who? When, there's stuff happening. There's. Are they in here? I, and meanwhile, on the outside, I'm just like...
1: <laughs> Roll a d6 for me, and just a d6. We're not going to push any points into this.
4: All right. I
1: rolled a four. Okay. So in the corner, the dark figure drinking from the dark glass that let out a small... Ghost-like wine, when it was lit upon <laughs> fire, suddenly glows for just a moment, and you realize she's got the statue. Oh my God! She didn't. She did not. Oh yeah, it looks oh, like, like shit. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Ow. laughs>
4: For just a moment, she's just uh, making tones in her head again, <laughs> musical,
1: in okay. her frustration. So while you're trying to like pull yourself together as, cause you're freaking out, what is everybody else doing? Why don't we talk to the person that actually has the statue? What is your response to this?
2: Uh, well, I roll my eyes and keep like sip, sip on my drink and I'm in like a really shadowed corner and I kind of look around And I'm going to stash the statue in whoever's at the table next to us. I'm going to stash the statue in their bag for the meantime, but I'm keeping the necklace.
0: (laughs) that's so messed up.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. I mean,
2: not that I have any actual faith in the City Watch's abilities, obviously, but it seemed amusing at the time.
1: (laughs) So, both Apkar and Soren, you both noticed this. For one, Apkar, you know that the second they say someone has stolen Mm -hmm. a funerary implement, you automatically probably jump to the conclusion that it
3: was your sister. Yep, I try to make eye contact and Jaya is not making eye contact, and I'm like, yep, she's got it. And you guys both see her slip
1: the statue into the person's bag next to her Mm -hmm. uh, nonchalantly, and then sips on her drink. And that's when she makes eye contact. So, let's see. They're looking around the tavern. All the while, your poor sorceress is, is having all these issues because she's dealing with all this magical energy that's going throughout the air. And the the fright of suddenly being maybe under suspicion. Mm-hmm. The City Watch makes their way over to Jaya's neighbor, a heavyset man who's drinking a beer. He's probably had five or six, so he's three, four sheets to the wind. And the guard walks over right next to you, Jaya, looks down, sees the bag, says, what's in here? Grabs the bag up, opens it, looks at the man who could never have run across. (laughs) the building rooftops, as he was told. But you know what, sometimes you just need somebody to be in trouble, and this guy's the guy. So he goes, all right, sir, we've caught you, get up. And the guy's like, what? I I don't have anything in there. I spent all my money on mead. Let, let me go. And they start to pull him out. And right then is when the roof of the red pig gets ripped off. And above you is a huge giant. And that's where we're going to stop it for this episode.
3: (laughs) I
4: I was literally holding my breath. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. oh." Oh,
1: it's going to be so good. <laughs> oh my
4: gosh. I love this. I love this setting. I love it.
1: It's pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I had a lot of fun. That was great. Let's talk about where we can find each of you good people. Uh, we will start with Michelle. Go for it, Michelle.
0: Hey, I'm Michelle Otis and you can find me on Twitter at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find my music on Plate Mail Games through Drive RPG or BattleBards.
2: Hi, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at LA girl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. And everywhere else is Forgotten Saves. If you are looking for some more TTRPG action, I'm also on Happy Jacks RPG.
3: Awesome. Jay? Hey, you can find me on all of the socials at Jay Holtham in all the old familiar places, and also at Happy Jacks playing various role-playing games. Excellent. And Saint? Hi, I'm
4: Saint. Username is Saint Spider, and I use that on Twitch at twitch.tv/saintspider. And then you can also find me on Twitter at SaintSpiderTV. That's all one word.
1: Awesome. So again, thank you guys. Uh, I am Wes Otis. I have been your GM for this game and you can find me at plate mail games on Twitter and you can find the show at 12 sided stories. That's the number 12 sided stories on Twitter and Instagram. You can also help out the show in three ways. You can give us a shout out. You can review us on your favorite podcast platform, or you can join our Patreon where we have extra content that comes out and really cool stuff. So that's it. Thank you very much. And And uh, we will speak at you soon. Bye.